The Sixers get absolutely smoked by the Utah Jazz. But don't you worry. I've got something to cheer you up. We are playing Two Truths and a Lie, the strangest sports you've ever heard of, with our very special guest that's right now on Locked on Sixers. You are Locked on 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Sixers. I am your host, Serena Winters, former Sixers sideline reporter, serving up content to Sixers fans because that is just what I love to do. Don't forget to follow, like, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Find me on Twitter at Serena Winters. Tell me about the show. We truly appreciate you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and we have great sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Calm. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm and get a 40% off discount at a premium subscription. Go to calm.com slash locked on NBA. All right, I promise we're not going to spend too much time on it. But if you stayed up to watch the Utah Jazz slaughter the Sixers like I did, I just want you to know, I feel for you. I feel for you. That was rough. It was a tough watch. Sixers dropped their fifth straight, lost 120 to 85. And look, we knew it was going to go south in a hurry when Rudy Gobert had four blocks in 11 minutes. So the Sixers lose by 35 points, really the first absolute blowout loss since they've been without Joel Embiid. And the Sixers just absolutely could not keep up defensively. I mean, the Jazz were able to finish the game shooting 51.7% from the field. The Sixers got out-rebounded by 14. And granted, this is one of the better rebounding teams in the league, and the Sixers are currently dead last in that category. But for me, what was also super disheartening was the Sixers' defense after made baskets. Look, I get that the Sixers are without all of their best defensive players. I get that. I really do. But I'd like to think the current Sixers could still get back after a made basket. But this game also showed where Utah's health and depth really panned out. I mean, Utah had 49 points off the bench. 20 of those, by the way, came from Jordan Clarkson. The Sixers just had 28. I mean, Seth Curry struggled. He was one of eight. Tobias Harris just didn't feel like he had the impact on this game that he should have had. He finished with 12. Andre Drummond minutes were rough. Although he did have one nice steal and a dunk on the other end, despite that coming after an earlier travel violation. But I'm going to stop going down the line of negatives from this game. Let's see, bright spots. Let me search my notes here. Still searching. Aha, found it. Tyrese Maxey. Another solid night for him. He's really been able to make the most of the role he's taken on. And look, he's playing obviously more of this traditional point guard role, but then he still manages to create for himself and get to his spots. And I just love that you can feel his impact on the game in so many ways. He's always connected to the game when he's in there. And I love that about him. Just another quick note about the broadcast. Did anybody else feel like the entire 
national broadcast was about Ben Simmons. I could have done with a little less of that. But one interesting note was that TNT's Kristen Ledlow reported that the feedback that she has gotten from people she has talked to within the Sixers is split on Simmons' approach. As in the organization's approach to Ben Simmons. One person she spoke to, she said, believes they should welcome him back and he makes them better. And then Ledlow said that another person told her in the Sixers organization, we got to cut the cord and move forward. To me, that people within the organization were open to telling Kristen for the national broadcast about that split in opinion. Let's just say I found that interesting. But look, I promised you as little talk as possible about the Sixers lost to the Jazz. So that's it. All right, coming up, I've got a special guest. But first, let me tell you about Calm. Do you ever lay in bed at night and your mind just won't turn off? Look, I know I do, and it's so frustrating. And apparently, LeBron James and I have something else in common. Just so many things. Calm can help you train your brain so you can sleep better, reduce your stress, and perform at your best, just like King James. And if you head to calm.com slash NBA for a limited time, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium subscription. With Calm, you have access to the nature scenes LeBron loves, like rain or leaves, and so much more, like sleep stories and meditations, so you can be ready for any challenges that life throws your way. Again, for a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm and get a 40% off discount on a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash LockedOnNBA. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's calm.com slash LockedOnNBA. I love Thanksgiving. All of the good foods, all of the good treats, plenty of them. But maybe you want a yummy dessert that is not so full of calories and sugar. That means it is the perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bar, some might say, is a new holiday dessert. Or maybe you do want to go crazy on Thanksgiving, eat what you want, but you want to have Built Bar for the day before and the day after. Feast on something delicious, feel good about it. That is Built Bar. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, with plenty of protein, and they are low-calorie, low-carb, low-fat, high-protein. Like I said, get yourself a Built Bar. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. We truly appreciate you for making Locked On Sixers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And now... 
I get to welcome in my good friend, Mark Farzetta from The Farzy Show. We work together in Philly. He now has his own show, The Farzy Show. It is live 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. every morning, pretty much everywhere. But I have to tell you that my favorite way to watch is live on YouTube. You can find him all over social. You can find him broadcasting live on Twitter. I mean, he is everywhere talking all things Philly sports. Mark Farzetta, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Serena, I, Serena, I, I scrolled Twitter the other day, and here's this little personal announcement from Serena Winters, my friend. And she's like, by the way, podcast. And I'm just, I am, I, I, I don't think I've ever used this expression, but I'm going to use it right now. I am tickled pink. I am so excited. This is fantastic. I get to listen to you talk Sixers again, and I, I couldn't be more thrilled to have your voice back on the Sixers beat, so to speak, with this Locked On podcast. How the hell you been? I, I've been great, but I, I what does tickled pink even mean, Mark? I don't know. I, I've heard my grandparents say it a bunch of times, so I think it just means like you're really excited. Is that what it is? I just, I learned all my catchphrases from my grandparents. So that's well, that how I roll. that is where you first went wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, I want to get your thoughts on the Sixers, of course, but then I would absolutely love to play a game with you that I've been working on today called okay. Two Truths and a Lie later on if you are up for it. <laughs> okay. 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 Sounds good. Yes, All right. Sure, sure. So first things first, for some odd reason, very odd reason, I woke up this morning thinking about, <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face, <laughs> uh, Nick Sirianni's flower metaphor. <laughs> Okay. okay. And we all remember that, right? You know, definitely makes how, one of us. How the Eagles coach actually used a picture of a flower in his team meeting to illustrate growth. And in the press conference, he explained the flower just coming through the ground and the roots are continuing to grow out. And it's really important that those roots are growing out every single day. And the only way that happens is if we all water and fertilize and do their part. That was in my mind this morning. Mark, I mean, that's how messed up my mind is. That. Good Lord. I know. And you're probably like, well, where the heck are you going with this? <laughs> yeah, As really. is everybody listening right now. W what did you wake up thinking about two days ago? God. We don't want to go there. We don't want to go there. <laughs> All right. Maybe next week. I'll let you know. But my question to you then is, mm. what type of metaphor would you use to describe the current state of the Sixers? <laughs> uh, uh, Put you on the spot. I'm gonna, okay, so this is no. I, obviously, I can't use flowers because uh, you cannot. Yeah, now it's like when somebody says, "Don't think about an elephant." All you can think about is an elephant. Um, <laughs> all right. So the thing that was really weird with that whole Nick Sirianni thing was that everyone was like, "Can you really reach a room full of football players with flower analogies?" Right. So I will say, my mind went down a different avenue, and it's probably because you know we relate everything to do everything we're doing in our own lives right now. It's like if you're watching a show on Netflix, all you can think about is that show and everything's associated with that show. So right now I'm doing some uh, demolition in my house mm -hmm. and uh, I'm re remodeling a, a room. And behind this facade is a brick wall and there's plaster on the brick wall and I got to take down the plaster and I got to rebuild some of the brick. I got to mortar and all that stuff. So it's like literally building a brick wall and you want the brick wall to stand there and, and stand for years and be strong and yes. be able to take, take a lot of punches with a you know, hammer and chisel as you're getting some of the old plaster off and all that stuff. And that's kind of what the Sixers are to me right now. The Sixers are, are, are kind of in this mini rebuilding in terms of figuring out 
okay, we did this process thing. We got Joel Embiid. He's the sure thing. It didn't work out with Markel Fultz. We'll bounce back. We'll be another win away from a conference uh, conference championship series. But now we got this Ben Simmons problem. All right, we're going to keep hammering away. We're going to keep building the wall, working on it, making sure it stands strong for you know years to come. And I feel like that's a more appropriate analogy for what the Sixers are trying to do right now. And the newest brick in that wall that you weren't expecting to get this much out of this early is named Matisse Thibault, or excuse me, um, Tyrese Maxey. So that's really where I think we're at right now is looking at that guy, Tyrese Maxey, and thinking about the how strong he can be for this team going forward with or without Ben Simmons. If Ben Simmons is back, can he be a great player coming off the bench? If Ben Simmons gets traded, can be a compliment to whoever comes in if he takes over as the team's point guard for good. So I look at the Sixers right now like a, uh, a Mason might look at a brick wall saying, let's build it stronger and let's keep improving it. Maybe you need to call up call up Coach Nick <laughs> and yeah, right. uh, help him out with this old metaphor thing. All right. Yeah, di- ditch the Because ditch I was feeling that. Yeah. Ditch, ditch the ditch tulips. The That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so because you mentioned Maxi. Yeah. Being the flower. No, you didn't say that. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. I have been asking the listeners out there because we talk about the Ben Simmons trade, what they're going to get, what, you know, what the Sixers would have to give up. Where do you fall in? Is this young, amazing kid untouchable in a trade? Or would you package him with Ben Simmons to get something back? If this was, let's say, five, six years ago, where you're just getting started in the process, you're not quite sure what you have yet in Joel Embiid, I would say untouchable. I would say untouchable. But now the number one process that you really need to concern yourself with is maximizing the process. And by that, I mean the now, not the description. Uh, You need to maximize the talent that you have left in Joel Embiid. So I don't see anybody on this team right now that's untouchable other than Joel Embiid for the sole fact that you can't waste the prime of that man's career with how talented he is. So if Maxi is going to put you over the top to get a guy like Damian Lillard, don't get me wrong. I'm not giving away Tyrese Maxi. He's not going to be some sweetener in a deal, but if you're getting a Dame Lillard in return, I'm sorry, not a, if you're getting Dame Lillard in return, then yeah, we're having a conversation. He's not going to hold up that conversation. Uh, but if it's going to be somebody that's for more along the lines of a CJ McCollum or a Malcolm Brogdon or any of these other names that have been mentioned, I'm not giving up Tyrese Maxey. I think he's shown you too much too quickly to just say, oh, yeah, this kid, this is as good as he'll be. See you later. No, no, no. He's only going to get better for a couple of years. So for me, though, nobody's untouchable, especially if you're talking about Dame Lillard. But I am very intrigued to see what Maxi could give this team going forward, especially when you consider what he did in the playoffs for you last year. The fact that he picked up right where he left off from last year. And also, let's not forget, he start, he, he came off the bench before Matisse Thibel came off the bench last year. Turned out to be a little too much for him too quickly. So they pumped the brakes on that. And then you saw how he ended the season and played in the playoffs and was just blew me away as far as that went. And then this year, with all the extra minutes he's getting as a starter, and I know a lot of people wanted to see him come off the bench, Shake Milton being injured allowed him to be a starter and then take that role and flourish in it. So nothing's changing as of right now, as far as I'm concerned, but the number one purpose of the Sixers right now, and the number one objective for them is to make sure they don't lose out on the prime years of Joel Embiid. So that's why I would say right now, nobody's untouchable, but only if you're talking about Dame Lillard. 
So you mentioned Dame Lillard. So now you're making me think that that's who you've got on your mind in a Ben yeah. Simmons trade. Yes. <laughs> Is that when you're thinking about who you want the Sixers to get for Ben Simmons? Is mm-hmm. that your ultimate? Is that is that Damian Lillard? And do you I, think that that's realistic? I think it's the ultimate. I don't think at this point it's realistic because I think both sides, both the Sixers and Ben Simmons camp, have dug in so deep that you, like they're in over their heads. Like they're just, and I don't mean that they're, they're they've lost control, but this is just where we're headed. They just you're not going to get max value, and so you're going to wait out uh, all hope until the last possible second to see what you can get for Ben Simmons. It's not going to be Dame Lillard. I think you are talking about more along the lines of a CJ McCollum or a Malcolm Brogdon, which is why I am not trading Tyrese Maxson. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think that's the fish of wish scenario. Uh, Zach Levine, another one that people would, would throw around as a possible return on an investment there, but I don't think that's plausible either. Uh, the, the fish of wish scenario, best case scenario is, is, is Dame Lillard. I don't see it happening. I think you're going more along the lines of that all-star caliber to all-star player. I, I see the Sixers getting back in return a guy that can be mentioned in the same sentence, not skill set wise, but just overall talent wise as Tobias Harris, which is an all-star caliber player. That's not an all-star. He's right there, like right around that area of all-star every year, but he, he's not an all-star. So I don't, I don't think they're going to get somebody who has been an all-star in return for Ben Simmons. Unfortunately. I'm going to, ask you kind of not a related question at all. Thanksgiving's coming up. <laughs> okay. And I just want to randomly throw Hold this on. one out. Don't you, don't you love that when you're, yeah. when you're looking for the perfect transition and you're just mm-hmm. like, no, nah, I don't got it. Just anyway, that was it right there. Yep, that, was that was the non-perfect <laughs> transition. That was what I was looking for. You that's don't think I planned moment. that perfectly? That's, that's a real moment, folks. Real moment. I was really looking down at my time here thinking, oh, I got to get out of this. I got to get out of this segment. So you know what? We're going we're gonna to ask that question mm. after this coming up. Okay, We're going to ask it. That's, that's what that is. It's a tease. And then we are also going to play two truths and a lie. But first, let me tell you about Bet Online AG because they are back. And they are better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season. More props, odds, lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% off. Yeah, you heard me right. 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, NHL, boxing, you name it. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. It is time to play Two Truths and a Lie. But first, we're going back, Mark, Mm. to my really interesting question that really is I don't even find that interesting now, but now no, I feel like I've got to ask it just because I built it up. It's not even that fascinating. <laughs> no, you, got, you just, have to pay off. Yeah. I have to pay it off. I just want to know since Thanksgiving is coming up, which yep. of the Philly sports teams are you most thankful for? Okay. Uh, I, I hate when people do this, but I have to do it because I want to make sure I answer it properly. I, and I understand the assignment. Are you talking about like throughout my life? Who's like no. the team I'm most, or like right now, who I'm most right now for? we got Thanksgiving next week. Oh, okay. And I want to know who you're thankful for. 
the Philly sports teams. Oh my goodness gracious. Philly sports. Uh, I mean, Gotta love I always, it. Re- always really like the wings, really like the union. Um, I, I'd have to say right now, I am, I am most thankful for the Philadelphia 76ers. And I know people are going to be like, what about Ben Simmons and all that? But no, in all honesty, I'm just, they are never short of a storyline. <laughs> they are two to three times a week. Uh, Joel Embiid, regardless, is always a character. And I just enjoy him so much as a player. I mean, when you can look at a guy like George Niang and be like, I am entertained as all get out by George <laughs> Niang. Like, not, and, then, and then Tyrese Max is in himself, as we always ta- already talked about, is a great storyline in his own right. So I, I just, I feel like they've got great potential this year. I think they're you know, maybe one trade away from just being, you know, concentrating on basketball again, as opposed to all the other distractions and all that. Um, I'm most thankful for the Sixers. And then probably right after that, I'll go ahead and rank them. Uh, Sixers, uh, I'm most thankful for the Flyers after that, the Eagles, and then the Phillies. That's where I'm at right now. That's a true host right there. Just giving yeah, right? me stuff when I didn't even need it. Now you are just <laughs> ranking them. Gotta love it. How about right. that? Are you ready for this game? I love, Are you yeah, ready? Because sure. you don't know what, you're, what I'm getting you into right I now. Know. Two truths and a lie sound like I two need to ask where my wife Two truths and is. a lie. <laughs> Where's my wife? Is she near me? Where is she? No? So okay. this is the strange sports edition of two truths and a lie. And a lie. So I'm going to give you three crazy weird sports. All right. Two of which actually exist. One of which is the lie. Okay. And so for the listeners out there, when you are listening... I would love for you to tweet at me and tell me if you know the answer or we can chat about it because this is fun for me. All right. Okay. okay. So are you ready? All right. All right. Yeah. First up, mm. this sport is giant pumpkin kayaking. First, <laughs> you need to hollow out a 1,000 pound watercraft. Don't start laughing already. I got a lot to get through here. Okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Yeah. It is no small feat. It takes patience and a strong knife. Then you need to get your pumpkin to the water to make sure it floats. After the pumpkin is in the water and you are in the pumpkin, it's time to paddle. Navigating requires practice. Besides Nova Scotia, giant pumpkin races have been held in Vermont, Oregon, and Maine. Okay? That's number one. Okay. Number two, cheese rolling. What is cheese rolling, you ask? It is exactly that. You roll a seven to nine pound round of cheese from the very top of the hill and competitors chase after it down the bottom. Although the exact origination is unclear, people come from all over the world to compete for glory during the Cooper's Hill cheese rolling and wake. Mm. Number three. Real quick, the origin is a Green Bay Packers tailgate, but go ahead. (laughs) True. Very true. 1938. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Number three, turkey throwing. Held in Ennis County since 2012. (laughs) It's a simple contest. Who can throw a turkey the farthest? The competition takes place the Saturday after Thanksgiving when turkeys typically go on sale. Competitors are divvied up based on the weight of their turkey, and last year's winner took home $150 a piece. All right, Mark Farzetta, two truths and a lie. Which is the lie? I'm going to say that if you're anything like my wife and you were, like, born in the fall, you're a freak for anything pumpkin. So I could totally see people hollowing out a giant pumpkin and floating down some river <laughs> okay like a bunch of fall maniacs um the cheese rolling like i've been to wisconsin many a times and those people are such cheese freaks i can't imagine i mean that in the most complimentary way possible uh that i could imagine them having a cheese rolling contest although 
do you really roll cheese? And the turkey thing makes me feel like people wouldn't waste food like that. The turkeys are the turkeys are frozen, right? You said they're not like alive or anything. No, they're not alive. <laughs> Just wanted to clarify. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna mm. <sighs> pots and pans. I'm gonna say the do, turkey do, throwing. Do, do, I'm saying do, the turkey do, throwing do, is a lie. The pumpkin and the cheese rolling is real. Turkey throwing is a is a is a lie. And he's got it. He's so good. Really? You are spot on. Oh my goodness. Yes. Look at that. Oh my gosh. Giant pumpkin kayaking and cheese rolling. True extreme <laughs> sports. The uh, when- <laughs> turkey throwing, not so much. When you said the pumpkin thing and you mentioned Nova Scotia, I'm like, well, it's getting pretty boring up there. I can imagine what those people are doing. Uh, and then the cheese rolling, I'm like, no, definitely the tailgate and Green Bay. And then the turkey throwing just seemed like, oh, come on. That's all right, a little I got, much. Do you have time? We have time for one more. You ready to do Fire one more? Away. I got okay. all the time in the world for you. Right. Yeah, go ahead. Same thing. Two truths Actually, and I got to go. I got to yes. go hollow out a pumpkin and go down the Schuylkill. <laughs> See me down Boathouse Row. Right oh at Temple's gosh, Row House. Great. Yeah. Temple's Boathouse. Jeez. Oh, gosh. All right. That pumpkin would disintegrate from Schuylkill water. Oh, gosh. We're just going to keep on going with this. <laughs> sorry, go- sorry. We are moving on. I'm done. Round sorry, two. <laughs> First sport. Extreme yeah. ironing. The unique fad <laughs> started when an Englishman inspired by his eccentric brother who ironed clothes on camping trips started ironing in bizarre places like an airport and on top of telephone booths and mountaintops. What started as a stunt gained mass appeal with a documentary that showed the first extreme ironing world championships. Number two, face slapping. Two men of any size take turns slapping the sense out of each other until one taps out or gets floored. Knockouts come fast and furious. The winner of the 2019 male slapping championship at the Siberian Power Show in Russia was a 370-pound bear of a man nicknamed Dumpling. And number three, guinea pig jumping. Guinea pig jumping is one of the craziest activities in Peru. Since guinea pigs are a delicacy in Cusco, natives often raise guinea pigs every year. And at Mm. some point, the locals started building jumping courses for their guinea pigs in their backyard, and the rest is history. Now the annual guinea pig jumping is a pretty popular tourist attraction. Mark Farzetta. (laughs) Two truths and a lie. Which sport is the lie? All right. I don't want to throw a monkey wrench into anything here, but I've been to a guinea pig jumping contest. Um, I was in Cusco, Peru, and... uh, that that's actually a lie. I was I was in Cusco, but I wasn't at a guinea pig contest. Uh, the face slapping I know is real. Um, extreme ironing. That's like when I'm in a hotel and I'm late for the wedding that I have to attend, and I'm like, oh, I get this stirred iron um, <laughs> without burning me. I'm gonna say the extreme ironing is hogwash and poppycock. I got him. I finally no! got him. No the extreme ironing is absolutely real. What? And the guinea pig jumping is what I made up. Yes, it is. Because I was looking I had at guinea you. pigs growing up and I have been to Peru and I was very impressed with my <laughs> guinea pig jumping sport that I came up with a few hours ago. And that took me some time, man. Some serious you... time. But when you told me that you had been to Peru and Cusco to a guinea pig jumping contest, I almost was like, oh crap, it actually exists. <laughs> You moved your eyebrow a little bit. That was your tell. And I was like, no, I don't want to mess with it that bad. She'll freak out if I say, 
No, I've been to what? I have been to Peru. They really do love guinea pig. No, I didn't eat a uh, guinea pig in Cusco. I just got crazy altitude sick. Um, <laughs> and uh, that was, yeah, there you go. But um, that's really funny. Extreme ironing. I, I've yeah. seen the face slapping. That's bonkers. Um, yeah, but the, um, the guinea pig thing, I wouldn't put it past those Peruvians. They, they, they know how to party. And I did try some guinea pig, but that's a story for another day. Oh, Mark Farzetta, <laughs> we're not going to get into that. I'm not going to talk about my guinea pig eating experience. I probably should not have mentioned no, it. This is what we're going to do. We're going to throw some turkeys, eat some guinea pigs, and have ourselves a good time. And have it a day. Mark, thank you so much for joining us, hopping on the pod. I have had so much fun. By the way, stadiumtalk.com and Google helped me out a lot with that uh, with that little game we just did. So I had to do a lot of, a lot of research, so I wanted to give the shout-outs there. But thank you so much for joining us. I had so much fun. Serena, you know, you're the best. And I, uh, I miss seeing you when we used to, you know, power around here in Philly and all that stuff. So I look forward to seeing you again. You do a great job with this podcast. So happy to hear your voice talking Sixers basketball again. Thank you. Well, tomorrow, tune in because we have Adam Ayers from Locked on Nuggets. I have got a serious bone to pick with him, let me tell you. And thanks for making Locked on Sixers your first listen every day. And if you're looking for some gambling insight, check out Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Listeners, we'll see you tomorrow.